Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. This episode is the result of a great partnership between Impact Boom and Social Ventures, with Social Ventures Director Annika Horn kindly providing the following interview. Welcome, Laura Haferkamp, currently sitting in Germany, in Hamburg at 9.15pm on a Thursday, taking the time now that she's tucked her kids into bed to talk to us about social entrepreneurship. Laura, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such a blast seeing you again. And, um, <laughs> and I look forward to all kinds of curious questions. Absolutely. Why don't we start off with um, you telling us a little bit more about your specific role and some of the responsibilities that you have in your day-to-day -day work with Ashoka? Sure. Well, I'm very happy to, obviously. I mean, uh, if you look at my name card, you will find Laura Haverkamp, Ashoka Germany. I have been with Ashoka Germany for the past eight, nine uh, years, really being rooted in what we try to achieve within Ashoka and in Germany. So I've been an innovation scout for social entrepreneurs in Germany. I've been a convener and a sparing partner to social entrepreneurs here. Um, I've been a communicator and right now I'm in a position where we actually ask the question of how can we overcome structural hurdles that still exist for social innovators in the German ecosystem. Um, and all of this is obviously rooted in Ashoka's broader vision, asking the super easy to answer question of how can we actually create a world in which every person has the capabilities and the power to thrive and to be a change maker for the good of all. Very simple question. I love how you're easing us into the topic. Yeah. Um, you already <laughs> touched on hurdles, having been in the space for so long. Mm -hmm. Where do you see social entrepreneurs struggle the most? So when we started in Germany, like 15 years ago, you know, we were really the, the outlaws. You know, we were like, this is social entrepreneurship. You know, there's people who actually innovate in, in the space, what, in between economy and, and the social welfare state. And we really had to do a great job of, you know, explaining, like, you know, there's these people, they've always been there. We call them social entrepreneurs. They're important for us. And after, I guess, five, six years into the making in Germany, um, so this was around 2011, maybe, we had enough knowledge to see that most of the social entrepreneurs came to similar crossroads in their development, right? And there was the topic about finance and it was about how do I find the right people? No one knows what this social entrepreneurship is. Am I you know, am I economy? Am I social sector? Why can't I be in between officially? <laughs> what does this mean? Um, and we tried, um, you know, starting all kinds of initiatives to overcome some of these more, let's say, professional hurdles in terms of organizational development and so forth. And 
again, five, six years in the making, so this has been a couple of years ago, we again looked at social entrepreneurs and we also self-critically looked at, you know, how come that so um, many great entrepreneurs with innovative ideas to transform some of the most pressing social issues to the better. And what we are focusing on now with parts of our work is, is to actually go back to the roots and say, if we want to change things systemically, we need to start with a different kind of mindset. We need a different kind of working with each other. We need to have a new focus on building cross-sectoral alliances. And so this whole, you know, Ashoka saying everyone a change maker comes into play um, and, and really focusing on this ecosystem for, for systemic change is something that I uh, feel moves many players in the field right now. Talking about playing on a systems level, I know you have become very involved with the uh, German Network for Social Entrepreneurship, CENT. Can you tell us mm -hmm. a little bit more about how you became involved, how long you've been a member and what your current role is and what drives you to contribute um, the little spare time that you have to supporting this initiative? <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, SEND is a super uh, interesting addition in the German space, I feel. Um, we had the pleasure of co-founding SEND uh, as Ashoka um, almost three years ago. And... You know, I guess we've been thinking about a vehicle uh, that could be the voice towards politics for a longer time. And you know how it is, right? Sometimes you need a couple of iterations and, and many conversations to figure out what the right vehicle could be that works not for one player in the field, but for many. Um, and in the end, we were super happy that uh, Send was born and there is a strong team actually focusing on you know, building a strong voice towards public institutions, towards politics, um, and um, facilitating a dialogue, really, between uh, all the, you know, stakeholders in the public sphere and social entrepreneurs. And I've been involved as a board member for a couple months now only. Um, so I've been in the, you know, in the backseat for a little while. Um, from an Ashoka perspective, but uh, stepped up to the board role now. And it's a super interesting uh, sphere to be working in. Are you able to share with us at all what some of the priorities are for 2020 or even the next decade with regards to giving a voice to social entrepreneurs in sort of in the political context through SENT? Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, I mean, some of the, you know, most interesting and most challenging, to be honest, discussions are really, again, about um, pinning this down. You know, what is, what all is social entrepreneurship, right? Because, you know, if you want to tuck in innovative ideas and concepts and um, a view on impact rather than organizational growth or uh, monetary profit, into the existing structures, you need to really find where you can link existing structures to what you offer um, or where you need to change existing structures. So we actually talk a lot about the different playing fields that social entrepreneurs are in. You know, some social entrepreneurs um, are uh, rather classical social startups um, with uh, probably offers in the field of 
changing the way we consume, maybe, uh, the way we produce, um, the way we go about services, etc. And those probably need different things. They need opening up of, uh, you know, economical programs. They need uh, accelerators to open up towards nonprofit structures and so forth. And there is a, a different set of social entrepreneurs who really don't play the sort of the economic game at all, but they are, as Ashoka would say, you know, innovators for the public. They would be driving movements. They would really, you know, with the systems perspective, look at where do we need to change what, build which alliances, which markets, etc. And those need different kinds of structural support. And, you know, both groups are um, relevant uh, if we look at societal transitions. And for both groups ascend, we try to uh, really create linkage points so we're good in technical innovation policy and support of technical innovations. But what does an infrastructure need to look like that supports social innovation and that changes how we uh, live with each other uh, in the future and overcome social, um, social issues? And that's also, you know, looking at uh, how can we move forward in, in certain topic areas. Obviously, climate change is an important one, but also you know, new ways of consuming could be one. Um, innovating in the social sector is, a, is an important one. So talking with welfare players and talking about transfer into welfare uh, organizations, uh, just to name a couple of fields that we're playing at. I love this distinction you make between sort of the systems level thinkers who want to change the system. And then what I hear you say, on the other hand, the startups that are operating within the system but still innovating in the way they go about doing business. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite or go-to examples of such social entrepreneurs that you think are a great example of running a social enterprise, changing systems, changing consumerism or behavior? Yeah, well, obviously. And uh, well, let me, just, let me just add one thing that I find very helpful when talking about the different approaches and levels and, and what all is social entrepreneurship. You know, obviously the lines are blurry to some extent, but at Ashoka, we often talk about the different um, levels or targets of impact, right? So obviously you can innovate um, by doing a direct service, you know? Uh, so you know, you can directly help someone, obviously. And, um, and that, that might be good, you know, and much of our social action and, uh, and need uh, is on that level. And obviously you can move beyond and scale direct service, right? So, um, so that's also helpful. Um, our hypothesis would be, and I guess it's underlined also um, <clears throat> by many findings from, from very successful social entrepreneurs, if we actually want to tackle issues, social issues where they come from, we need to look beyond the symptoms, right? And and looking beyond the symptoms is what what we uh, what we say when we talk about the systems perspective, right? So changing systemic root causes and changing mindsets and changing how people act and believe. Obviously, you know, the addressing symptoms might be a good thing, and it could also lead to people thinking differently. But it needs a good combination, and and we would always foster or uh, call for social entrepreneurs to look at which level they want to address and, and if there's a systemic thing. And that being said, there's a couple of people that I actually am in love with. One of those is Nicole Rycroft. I don't know if you heard of her. She's the founder of Canopy. You should definitely check it out. 
there's a nice little anecdote to it too, because she's known for greening Harry Potter. Um, because uh, after being an activist, uh, you know, standing in front of those big machineries taking forests down, she said, I need to find a way that's more impactful. And with Canopy, um, she worked with the key players. She said, let's, look, let's use market logics to change systems, right? And she worked with the most, uh, you know, consuming paper producers in the U.S. and in Canada, I believe, um, uh, to actually uh, unite them in an alliance, creating new standards for first recycled paper, and then they developed paper from straw, and they had patents on it, and so forth. And then she said, well, let's look at who else needs, you know, fibers from, from trees, and it's the fashion industry. So, hey, Zara, hey, H&M, you know, let's build an alliance on that level. Um, and, and that to me is a perfect example of pulling the right levers and playing on a systemic level. Right. And there's many, do you want more or is this enough? <laughs> I think this gives us a fantastic first taste. Um, between your work for Ashoka Germany and the um, Social Entrepreneurship Network Germany, what is one thing in Germany particularly that you think could be better that we still need to work on and improve? Well, you know, Germany is very organized and that's a very good thing uh, for many things, but routines are not very helpful for innovative processes. And the further we move towards, you know, trying to create a culture that allows innovation, experimentation, failing, learning, and all of that quickly and in quick iterations in partnerships on eye level uh, is really a cultural thing we need to work on. The most successful social entrepreneurs tell stories of them having funders that see themselves as partners, as long-term partners with an open mind to co-impact and alliance building. Uh, it's just a handful of people and many with goodwill. Um, but we have too much output orientation. It's a culture of, you know, if people are, uh, I don't know, clapped on the shoulder for saying, I spent 50 billion on a school program, but no one goes beyond that asking, and what did that change? Um, we do have a cultural issue still, if we want to go about things. And, and this is a big piece of, you know, I wanted to, say a bad word but it's a big piece of work <laughs> <laughs> thank Sorry. you thank you for sharing i think there's certainly a trend that we see in the u.s as well as getting really fixated on on numbers and outputs without yeah. really questioning whether they're meaningful in any way yeah so and, i agree with well, you i mean it's it's interesting that you also say that but you know it's those are hard questions, right? And I see that and I don't have the answer to all of them, but it's, uh, it's too easy to say, well, I can, I can measure how many people we reached and I'm happy with that, you know? So, um, yeah, and it's just, it's not enough. I think it ties back to what you said earlier about you can address symptoms and if that's all you want to do, maybe the reach of people tells you whether you're not successful or not. But once we peel back these layers of this really thick onion of what is the actual root cause. I think our answer to impact needs to be related to those root causes. And that will probably, I would assume, never be completely 
quantitative and never be completely qualitative, but probably a fine walk between those two. Because and these I are complex challenges, more. right? Yeah. And I love this book. Have you read this book, uh, uh, Systems Thinking by... <laughs> Um, by Donella Meadows. It's a wonderful book. Um, and uh, one of her first sentences is, the universe is messy, deal with it. <laughs> and I, I love her for saying that. <laughs> so simple and so true. Yeah. Um, as a last question, what resources or books do you recommend to emerging social entrepreneurs or even ecosystem builders like yourself to learn more about social entrepreneurship, social impact, and all of this systems thinking that you've been talking mm -hmm. about? Well, one I named, uh, read Systems Thinking uh, by Donella Meadows. It's a, it's a fun to read book. It actually is fun. Um, if I may self-promote the work of a couple of colleagues of mine, look at www.changemaking.net, in which we try to... Um, to create an easy guide to systems thinking and to check your idea on which level are you working on? Have you figured out which system you're working on? Do you actually know what you want to change in the world and so forth? And it has worksheets and videos and it's also fun. <laughs> um, and then there is a German book that I read recently and I don't know if there's an English translation, but it would be lovely. Uh, it is called The Art of Societal Change. Um, by Uwe Schneidewind. He's very known in Germany. Um, and it lays out, it's so cool because it lays out, um, I think it's six or seven basic transformations that we need to master as humankind. And I think it's, and it also lays out which role, which stakeholder group in society can and should play uh, in these transformations. And I found it was just a very good contextual thing of finding motivation uh, to work towards transformation and finding your role as a social innovator or maybe also a different role. We need many people on board uh, for the kind of challenges we have. Fantastic. Laura, thank you so much for your time and sharing your expertise with us. Oh, you're more than us. welcome. <laughs> it was so wonderful to talk to you. It was, Annika. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.